Hello, everybody, and it's time for another episode of The Hosier Show here on Jack Wagon Sports. Uh, we decided we were going to be done and record this in the morning again, so we're about half asleep, so apologies in advance. Uh, <laughs> whatever George says on his dumb shit, just let it slide. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get right into the news. Uh, some unfortunate news for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, Drew Doughty, who was originally thought to be out for the remainder of the regular season and back in time for the playoffs, will now miss the rest of the year for the Kings after he had wrist surgery on Monday. Uh, big loss for the, the Kings there. Uh, not just you know one of their highest point scorers on the defensive line, uh, but also you know he's one of the older heads, so he's a great leader for them. Uh, so that's a huge loss for them going to the playoffs. Um, they've been kind of just floating, I would say. Not like... They're not playing great hockey. They're not playing bad hockey. They're just kind of floating right there where they're at in the in the rankings. Um, the, and I feel like the teams ahead of them are playing really good right now, especially like Edmonton and um, and uh, Calgary. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I I think they're gonna do okay in the playoffs. But I've anytime you lose one of your 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 big leaders like that, it's always gonna make things ten times harder. Um, so. It'll be interesting to watch them in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially with uh, where it sits right now. They're looking at playing Minnesota. Obviously a good team. Um, the Kings no, no. don't really have they a whole lot of play in Edmonton, them. by the way. No. Uh, yeah. See, that's... So the How first... play Edmonton? So the first seed of each mm-hmm. conference gets a wild card. And the second and third seed of each division play each other. Uh, so Minnesota would play St. Louis right now, and Edmonton would play Los Angeles. Colorado would play Dallas, and then Calgary would play Nashville. Well, yeah, I figured the whole, yeah, gotcha. The whole one seed and wild card, I had that. Yeah, I had that right. It's okay, <laughs> you're still learning. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck them. And it's early in the morning. <laughs> too much math for me. You know, you get the one and the three. Fuck them. Um, nonetheless, something that I can be excited about, uh, also still has a lot of numbers in this for some reason. I don't know who wrote this up, but goddamn. Um, but, uh, Maddie Beneers, last year's number two overall, or, yeah, number two overall pick, there we go, sounded weird coming out, uh, for Seattle, has officially signed his contract and joined the team now that his NCAA career has ended. Um, he was a standout center from Michigan, led his team to the Frozen Four, uh, where they were bounced by denver it was i believe i remember or i believe i texted you about this game it was a great game to watch if you like hockey um yeah, you were texting me. i was i was uh working here so i couldn't watch it but yeah uh, i mean anytime I, I got to watch a little bit of the championship game on saturday night um i love watching the frozen four it's, it's always a lot of fun um yeah i mean you have been talking about this guy was he the guy that was on the olympic team as well yes yeah um so i mean ever since february you've been talking about this guy nonstop. Um, <laughs> Which is good because like it, it helps get you excited in the hockey. Uh, I know the front office is really excited about him. They believe that he's the kind of player that Sidney Crosby is for the Penguins, Ovechkin is for the the Capitals, McDavid is for uh, Edmonton. Uh, somebody that can lead this team, you know, to to championship success, and they you know they hope he does that. Uh, they're really high on him. They're going to continue to build around him. Uh, they're having, they're going to have another great draft pick this year. Uh, so you guys are going to start loading up in young talent. It's, it's really exciting to see. Uh, like I said, you guys are doing this right as compared to, I feel like, Vegas. Um, I've said this many times. Just got lucky 
with a lot of the lottery or um expansion picks and I don't not that they've drafted bad but they definitely haven't drafted great uh, and they just they don't cultivate young talent while well. they they keep trying to bring in you know not necessarily old faces but older faces yeah. um and I don't know it just obviously it's not working for them this year um but <laughs> uh now to the penguins um one we've been playing like shit and two now Evgeny Malkin will have a suspension of four games. Uh, this was announced late last night. Um, after cross-checking, uh, Preds defenseman Mark Browecki, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, at the end of the second period in Sunday's game, I didn't watch it happen live. Uh, this was during the Masters. Um, I did watch the video of it, though. I mean, it was definitely a dirty hit. Uh, he got a double minor, so a four-minute penalty. Um, but, I mean... I talk shit about Marchand for so long. Um, I mean, Evgeny has definitely towed the line before between dirty and, you know, I guess clean is the only other antonym. <laughs> um, but I, I, I feel like there's other guys on the team that could fill that role. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, it, it's unacceptable, especially at this point in the season. Like. We're already struggling to keep our spot in the top six in the playoffs. Um, and then you got to do this. Now you're out for four games. He's one of our biggest leaders, not just in points or goals or anything. Like, just on the ice, he's definitely, like, uh, probably, I would say, our top general. I think he's third in goals. Um, so just completely unwarranted. Um, I get that he was probably frustrated more than anything with, with the losing streak they were on. Uh, but at the end of the day, you just got to be smarter than that. Um, yeah, now you our take schedule. the possibility of extending that losing streak even further. Yeah. I mean, you think about four games, that's eight points possible you could lose out on there. Yeah. That's the difference between sitting at the sixth and final playoff spot and sitting down in the bottom wild card where Washington is. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just, just very frustrating. Um, but hopefully Mark's okay. I know he didn't return the rest of the game. Um, so hopefully he's he can bounce back from this and uh, help the Predators stay in the, the playoff hunt. Um, so that wraps up our news. Uh, before we get into the scores and the standings, um, with the season almost over, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and debate a little bit on the, the favorites to win some of the awards in the NHL, uh, and who we think is going to win it. Uh, so here we have the Calder, the Hart, the Vezina, and the Norris Trophy. Um, Nick, for your simplicity I, I put next to the name of the trophy what they are just in case you I forgot see that. i appreciate that yeah. i knew that i knew the top two actually yeah. i knew the top two and the bottom one yeah i did not know the vizina i was i would not have known that uh, <laughs> so uh we'll get right into it we'll start with the calder uh the two favorites right now are mortiz cedar uh from detroit he is defenseman with five goals and 40 assists uh or trevor zegris uh the anaheim center who was just taken over their internet by storm at times um He's a center uh, with 20 goals and 34 assists. Nick, I'll get your take. Uh, you're, you're the Pacific boy, uh, so you've probably seen a little bit more Zegris. I've only really seen um, what's going around on like his Twitter highlights and whenever the uh, Penguins have played them. Um, so let me get your take on what you think of the two, and then I'll, I'll give mine. Yeah, um, first of all, I have a lot of respect for Cedar. Uh, he's done a great job as a defenseman um, getting up there and helping his team to score goals. Uh, but even outside of what you see on the internet, Zegras is 
ridiculous for being a rookie. Um, obviously, we've seen he's on like his fourth, fifth, sixth. I couldn't tell you Michigan of the year. Like the dude get gets behind the net and just goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna put this in the back of it." Um, but it's it's more than that. He he's developed, especially late here in the season, to the point where he understands when to when to pass it off and let some of his more experienced players you know try to do something and when he should just try to do it himself um and he, not only has, it, has he done a real good job of noticing that but he's done a real good job at doing something about it when he does notice it um so like i said as much respect as i have for cedar i think my pick at this time is is got to be seagrass yeah uh cedar's done a really great job there uh, in detroit um He's become the young face of the franchise that desperately needs it. Um, there was a, another guy, another rookie, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, but, I mean, they definitely have young up-and-coming talent, which is really great to see. Um, it should start to lead them back in the right direction. I mean, we saw for a while there, they kind of hung in the playoffs there until late. I think it was like beginning of March. They, they started to, to tail off, um, which is okay. Like It's understandable. They're in a rebuild. Um, Geiserman dipping doesn't help. But uh, it's it's great to see young talent playing the way that they are there. Um, yeah, with Zegris, I mean, he's just super flashy. Um, he's done like I, I know he scored a a lacrosse goal in one game, and then he got decked for it, uh, which I thought was bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it, it, when it comes down to this, like, yeah, Cedar doesn't have great numbers. Uh, on the, on the stat sheet that show up, like the five goals, forty assists, that's. He has more assists than, than Zingeris, but you know, overall in points, he's what fifteen behind, fourteen behind. Uh, um, ten. So 14, 14. It'd be eleven, yeah. Forty-five to thirty-four, yeah. Again, math. We can't, yeah. Yeah, math's our here. Um, yeah. he's he's a little behind, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's weird watching him. He's he's become such a young leader on that team. Um, and just overall, he's like a really sound defensive player. Um, if he can just be on a little bit better team, his plus minus would, would reflect that. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I feel like Cedar does take this home. Um, just because I think he's had more of an impact on the team. Uh, now don't get me wrong, Zegers has had a huge impact on that team. Um, but all in all, I think he didn't get called up until I want to say like halfway through the first half of the so quarter way into the season. Um, and he has missed a few games here and there. Uh, so overall, I just think Cedar just has had a a bigger impact and and a I don't want to say a brighter future because I think Zegers is going to be an an amazing player in the league. Yeah, I get what you mean though. Yeah, uh, just more impact. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's almost like I was saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going with Cedar. Nick is going with Zegers. Uh, moving on to the Hart MVP trophy. Uh. The two top favorites right now are Austin Matthews from Toronto. Uh, he has 58 goals and 41 points. Uh, and Connor McDavid, uh, another, I believe he won it last year. Uh, or Dreisaitl won it last year. Um, but anyway, McDavid from Edmonton with 42 goals and 66 assists. Uh, Nick, again, who do you have? Um, This one's a little harder for me to decide. Both these guys are having great seasons. Um, obviously Matthews almost at 60 goals he'll more than likely hit it by the time the season's done 
McDavid is currently sitting at, what would that be, 108 points, if I did that math correctly, somewhere around there. Um, so nothing to shake a stick at either. Uh, um, it's kind of tough. I, I wish I could have, I couldn't find the stat before we started. I wouldn't try to find it, but there was something I'd heard of um, a couple weeks back about McDavid and how many, his plus minus when uh, dry cycles on the ice versus when he's not and shit like that. And to be honest, I think that duo might be one of the best uh, in the entire league as far as the two-man group. But uh, when it comes to the heart, obviously only one person gets it. And I think I'm going to have to go with Matthews on that one. Um, obviously, by the time the season's done, 60 goals. Uh, probably pushing 50 assists, if not 50 assists at that point. Definitely a good season. And like I said, I, McDavid, obviously good. Um, but I think that when it comes to if you took one player off or one of these two players off of their respective teams, how much would they drop? as far as production and standings and all that. And I think Matthews plays a bigger part for Toronto than McDavid does for Edmonton. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, and, and for that exact same reason. Like, when I think of the most valuable player, I think of the team, or of the player that the team literally couldn't live without. Um, not to say Edmonton could live without McDavid. He's obviously their biggest facilitator um, and their star player. But Dreisaitl plays really, really well. Um, I mean, he feeds off a lot of those assists. Um, but I just think when you have two guys like that, so comparable in stats on one team, and then you look at Matthews, who is just a f so far and away above everybody on his team, um, and literally the, the reason that you know they are in the position they're in, uh, you have to give the MVP trophy to him in that situation. Uh, I mean, and he definitely, like I said, has the stats to deserve it. It's not like it's an unwarranted award. Um, at the end of the day, whichever way the committee goes uh, with Matthews or McDavid, um, I mean, there's still a little bit of time left here in the, in the, in the season, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But, um, I mean, as long as they can justify it, I'm, like you said, this is a really tight race, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, either way it goes, people are going to be upset. I mean, you're going to have Toronto fans upset if it's David wins, you're going to have Edmonton fans upset if, if Matthews wins. So, um, it's, uh, the glory of Canadian rivalries. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, we have the Vezina Trophy, uh, which is the goalie of the year. Um, four contenders for this one right now. Um, a lot of really good goaltending, even though uh, I believe the NHL just set the record for most goals or the goal average in a game uh, this year. Yeah, uh, I believe. <laughs> so we have Shesterkin uh, from the Rangers. Uh, his current record is 34, 10, and 4. Uh, he has a 2.07 goals allowed average and a .935 save percentage. Use Saros from Nashville, 35-22-3 uh, record, uh, 2.55 goals allowed, and .921 save percentage. Uh, Frederick Anderson from Carolina, 34-13-3, um, 2.07 goals allowed average, and .925 save percentage. And last but not least, Andre Vasilevsky uh, from Tampa Bay, uh, 35, 16, and 5, 2.45 goals allowed average, and 0.917 save percentage. Um, so save percentage, Shesterkin leads the way, and he's also tied with Anderson um, for the goals allowed average. Uh, but Nick, real quick, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, um, kind of like the MVP race. This race is kind of close. There's the, you know, all four of these guys have either 34 or 35 wins. Um, obviously the losses range a little bit more from what do we got 10 to 22 here. Um, but as close as it is, I personally think uh, Shesterkin is would be my pick uh, for goalie of the year. Obviously, like I said, everybody's close. Um, he's got the highest save percentage and tied for the lowest uh, goals allowed. So, and it's only his second year. <laughs> um, so to be producing like that, you know, obviously in a little less games, you know, you figure if he was playing, if he had played as many games as some of these guys, he'd he'd have probably forty wins. Um, so I definitely think that while he's been on the ice slightly less than. Um, some of these guys listed here, he's done very well with his time on the ice and has been, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league. Yeah, uh, again, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's really comes down to Shesterkin and Anderson because um, on both of those teams, like Nashville has a really good defense, and, I mean, that's really helped out Saros. Uh, Vasilevsky, um, again, not that he's playing bad, but it just seems like Overall, it's been an off year for him. Um, but with Shesterkin, it's, it's like you said, it, if you take him out, um, I really feel like New York loses a lot more games and they're not in the position they are. Um, there's been nights in net where he just wills them to victory. Like, that defense could be absolutely falling apart. I know the Penguins got through that defense multiple times when we played them, um, and Shesterkin just would not allow any pucks through. Um, so yeah, he's just looked... Absolutely amazing sometimes. Uh, and Frederick Anderson is the same way. Um, you know, he was out for a couple weeks so there. And um, not that Carolina did great, but they, they kind of just kept their even pace. Um, and, I mean, that speaks a lot to keeping the backups ready and, and getting a really good backup like they do. Um, so, at the end of the day, I'm probably going to go with Shesterkin. Uh, but I think it comes down to Shesterkin and Anderson uh, for the title there. Uh, and last but not least, in the trophy department, uh, we have the Norris Trophy, which is the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, two top front runners, uh, Kale McCarr uh, from Colorado. He currently has 25 goals, 52 assists, 79 hits, and 97 block shots. And we have Roman Yossi from Nashville, 19 goals, 68 assists, uh, 56 hits, and 116 block shots. So not as physical. Uh, but he does a great job of, of getting in front of pucks and keeping them out of the net. Um, Nick, once again, I'll let you go first. Uh, what is your take? Hmm. So this one's tough because just sitting back looking at these stats, uh, Makar definitely, his stats seem to stick out more, although those 116 block shots uh, obviously look pretty good. Um, when I'm sitting here looking, I'm thinking defensive player of the year. So obviously, in my mind, my initial thought is, okay, well, I'll focus on the hits and the block shots, which unfortunately with these two is not easy to do because one of them has more of one, one of them has more of the other. Um, so let's see. If if I'm the committee here, I think I'm going... Hmm, I think I'm going to go with uh, Makar on this one. Uh, I'm going to agree with you and go with Makar as well. I think it's just because he's making the most noise on the scoreboard um, with with the goals, that is. And he's on the flashiest team. I mean, they the do say the best defense is a good offense. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, defensive-wise, he's, he's a really sound player. Um, 
he's the young defenseman that they can lean on and, and build around in that category. Um, you have oh god, what is his name? I mean, you have Rantanen. Why can't I not think of the star player? I'm staring at his jersey. Um, um, um it's too early for this shit. Yeah, I know. Um, but um, they, they have a really young core that yeah. they can build around, and they have, <laughs> and that's why they're in the position they're in. They are in, but going forward, they they can keep building around these guys, uh, and, and create you know a dynasty out there in, in Colorado, um, and so Roman Yossi has played really really well this year. He's, McKinnon, Is yes, that yeah, about? Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, thank thank God, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Dude, I'm sitting here. I was like, I literally do uh, this. But uh, <laughs> uh, Roman Yossi has had a really really good year. I mean, I, I honestly got to think without him, uh, Saros has a worse year, and overall that team is is, is much worse position. Um, so, I don't. Again, either way, the the committee goes with this. I think it's you're gonna have people who think that a young guy should have won it, or you're gonna have people who think the old guy should have won it um, for putting up these stats with you know his age comparison to Makar. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm going with Makar. But I think either one they pick, especially again, like I said, a couple weeks here left still. Uh, who knows what happens? Um, so that is your award predictions. Uh, so moving on, uh, we'll get into the results here and then the standings. Uh, so last Friday, uh, we had a couple great games. Uh, we had the Bruins beat Tampa Bay 2-1 to in Tampa Bay. Minnesota uh, loses to St. Louis. They're on a little bit of a skid here. Um, I say that, then I look down at the next game they won. Um, <laughs> but, the, I mean, they, they're not in a skid, but they have cooled off. They're running a hot streak. I think they won Yeah, definitely. 12 of 11, or 11 of 12. <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, damn. Um, they were on a real hot streak. I know, right? Uh, yeah, they won. I believe it was eleven or twelve. Since then, just cooled off a little bit. Um, but we'll have to see if, if they can get some momentum back in the playoffs. Uh, so a three-four loss at St. Louis and Colorado with a five-four win at Winnipeg on Friday. All right, and then on Saturday we had uh, Washington meeting up with Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Uh, Washington would end up winning six to three. I'm guessing that's just payback for George talking shit all this time. I guess so. Um, that is right. <laughs> that's the way the season's been ending. Uh, up next, we had Florida in a close one with Nashville. Uh, in Nashville, Florida would end up squeaking that one out two to one. And last but not least, on Saturday, uh, we had Colorado at Edmonton, and Colorado would also squeak by. With a two-one victory ending in a shootout. Yeah, uh, outside of the Pittsburgh game, a lot of close games on Saturday. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were hanging with Washington at first. I don't know what happened uh, coming out of the second period, but um, yeah, rough day. Hate to see it. Um, see it. moving on. Uh, Sunday, uh, Pittsburgh finally wins a goddamn game. Uh, they get a two-three win in overtime. Of course, like we talked about, Malkin now suspended four games for his cross check. Um. Boston with a 2-4 loss uh, at Washington. Uh, so Washington's starting to heat up here at the right time. Uh, could be dangerous for the Pens if they don't get it together. Um, and last but not least, Minnesota hosts the Kings, and they get a 6-3 victory. Um, so with the updated results, uh, let's go ahead and get to the standings here. Uh, in the East, Florida is extending their lead. They are now up to 108 points. I believe they're only two points behind Colorado now, so it could be very interesting. Uh, Carolina has 102 points, uh, the Rangers with 100, Toronto with 100, 
The Lightning have 96, and Pittsburgh has 94. Uh, in the wild card, Boston has 95 points, and Washington has 90. Yes, and over in the West, as George stated here, we have Colorado sitting at 110 points uh, in that first spot, which, yes, is two points behind Colorado. Good job on the math. Um, Calgary sitting in second at 97 points. Minnesota sitting in third at 94. Uh, St. Louis also sitting at 94 points. Um, Edmonton in fifth at 90 points. And the Los Angeles Kings currently in the final wild or final playoff spot at 86 points. In the first wild card position, we have Nashville sitting at 87. And in that last uh, playoff spot, last wild card spot, we have Dallas sitting at 86 points. All three of them realistically still have a chance. So, uh, first up, we have the Vegas Golden Golden Knights sitting at 84 points. Right behind them, we have the Vancouver Canucks sitting at 80 points. And the last in the hunt spot with a chance at the playoffs is Winnipeg. Winnipeg yeah. has 79. All right, and that will take care of our show for today. Uh, as always, thank you guys for checking us out. Um, Head over to our social medias and follow those, please. Uh, our YouTube is officially up. Our first golf vlog is out. Um, not the greatest golf vlog out there, but it's it's some it's some to build on and go from here. It's not bad, really. Yeah. It really ain't. Um, so we look forward to continue to improve and bring you guys more content there. Uh, our, we do daily bets on our TikTok. Did you do one yesterday? I did not. Okay. Yeah, we took the day it's off yesterday. Better off. Yeah, we, yeah we, I did place a personal one. That one didn't look good, so I was like, "Yeah, I made the right call." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a few rough days, and then yesterday there was only like what baseball, there and then one, there was, there was one hockey game. game, and then just baseball. Yeah. Um, just baseball, yeah. So we we took the day off, uh, but we'll be back at it. Um, something fun we're doing there, sharing the daily bets that we're putting in. Um, so head over there and check that out. That's on our TikTok and our Twitter. Um, Nick, you got anything else? Uh, definitely with those bets, if, even if you're not placing them, uh, if you're hearing this, uh, feel free to let us know what you think about them or let us know what bets you might be riding with. Or if you want to hear some, what we have to say about a certain bet, definitely ask us. Like, um, I, I do know that there are some people that are following along and betting um, along with us on some of them. Um, so definitely if you are doing that, you know, give us the feedback and continue to show us love. That's all I got. I got to go make a tea time here in two hours. Yeah. Even if you're running a fade against <laughs> us, it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that'll do our show. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Uh, please go check out the other shows, uh, and we'll see, catch you guys later. Yep. See you everybody.